0: good. Man, I'm excited about this message and I listen to the tapes and every time it says I'm excited about this message cuz I'm excited about every message that we get to come and put put together. Also want to say hey, we got special some some specials going on too. So you guys uh make sure the door shut good. We got to keep everybody here <laughs> a little longer enough. We got we got some some songbirds going to do a few things. I also want to thank uh the setup team, Mr. Miles Amen. and company. Thank Woo-hoo. you. It's good, man. And I tell you what, we got a lot of folks that are volunteering and stuff and and really um, you know, as we come together and do a few things, if we split it up, it's not too bad as a game. It's good stuff. And uh, don't forget, I want to make sure that we know about the barbecue, man. That is good time stuff. And as um, and as stuff goes on, make sure this a shot. I do that yes. every time. Hear a plane flying over? It's not David. He's here. <laughs> but uh, as uh, the summer comes along, we're going to do some other cool stuff too, because we want to just build our church family. We want to um, just come along and fellowship and stuff. And part of doing that is is spending time together, right? And that's always a good thing, especially if you've got barbecue, right? That's I thought I would thinking a real good, yeah. good amen on that. Well, good. Today we're talking about God's promises. God keeps his promise. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about how can we present this? I'm really going to kind of come in at a couple different angles because I want to kind of compare it to uh, when we make a promise ourselves. Our word is our bond. And when we deal with um, folks at work or with, with commitments, uh, you know, and, and all types of things with our children and stuff like that, we want to make sure that our yes is yes, right? And uh, so that's a good thing. So based on that, I'm going to come in with a question like this. If somebody would ask you, you say, well, who is this God you serve? Who is this God you worship? Who is this God that you, you give to and that you're trusting in the promise of that salvation? Who is this God? How would you respond? You know, a lot of us, it's kind of hard to put into words sometimes, you know? Um, but one of the things that I wanted to look at is probably hit like four areas that we're going to kind of look at when we're talking about somebody that uh, we're in agreement with or, or something like that. We want to know a little bit about their character. We want to know their motivation. We want to know a little bit about uh, are they trustworthy? Are they faithful? So those are some areas that we're going to walk through. And I thought one of the best ways to do this because everybody learns different. Some are visual. Some are you know more audible, audible uh, listeners and hearers and doers. So what we did... Um, i got a volunteer that's going to help me out. Hey, would you volunteer? Yes. Yeah. How
1: do you we were doing right there? Yeah,
0: it's good. That's good. i tell you what. We're going, to, we're going to go through a little exercise now to help build our faith and look at how trustworthy God is. All right? So um, I'm going to just jump right into this. You guys enjoy. All right? Hey, Jesus. You
1: know. Hey, Tony. Hi. I I wish I could, but I just can't
0: trust you. Oh, you can trust me. Come on, i got a little exercise we can go through to help build your faith. You can trust me.
1: Okay.
0: Okay, you ready? I guess so. Now, look, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to ask you, do you trust me? And you just get used to saying, yes, Jesus, I trust you. Matter of fact, why don't you take a few steps back this way? Even
1: though I just said I don't trust you? It's part of
0: the exercise, okay? okay. So, look, um, how about this? You turn around, and good, and then uh, I'll ask you a question, Okay. Uh, Do you trust me, Tanya?
1: Did we just do this? Oh, oh, right. Yes, Jesus, I trust you. Good.
0: you trust me? Good. Then fall back.
1: Are you going to catch me?
0: That's part of the exercise. Trust
1: me. That's what I'm worried about.
0: You can do this. Ready? Tanya, do you trust me?
1: Yes, Jesus, I trust you. Fall back. Okay, hey, here we go. Woo! <laughs> okay. That's, uh,
0: right. This needs a little work here. Yeah. Um, Let's yeah. work on this, okay? You're doing good. Let's just okay. turn this way. Okay. This time, why don't we put, put your feet together? Right. And then, okay, you ready? Um, Tanya, do you trust me?
1: Yes, Jesus. There I you trust go. You.
0: Then fall back.
1: Okay,
0: I can do this. Okay, okay. You I can do this. Fall back. You're you can't so you can can She me. did good, She did good. Oh, hey, you're ready for level two. Level two. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 level two. Let's that's, that's, level two is a awesome. You need to back up. Back up. Woo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. All right. um, well, look, we can do it. We can do it this way. Here we go. Um, okay. Just look at me, you know. And then oh, wait for the signal. Wait for the signal. Wait for the signal. Okay, ready? Oh, Jesus,
1: signal. Okay. You're, you're oh, doing, okay. doing good. Okay,
0: the Jesus, signal. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. okay. Here we go.
1: Okay. 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 You looking? You ready? Okay. Here
0: we go. Tanya, do you trust me?
1: Yes, Jesus, I trust you. Awesome. Awesome. Fall back. (laughs) Awesome. It is
0: when you actually do it.
1: Seriously? Yes, yes. Jesus, I don't know if you didn't notice this, but there's nobody over there. Nobody, not one. I
0: know it looks like that, but but we can do this. Trust me.
1: I can't. There's nobody there.
0: We can do this.
1: I can't.
0: We can do this. Trust me. I won't. Very good. Unfortunately, that's what we do many times. Give, give our gal here. it. Now, I've been working on this. I got a stunt double coming up to do this a little bit. Um, just a few minutes, Lisa. <laughs> she made me say that. I feel like Lisa always said, "Do not do that." I had to do that. She's a good sport, but you know what? She could handle it. But you know, we have a good time here, don't we? I'm gonna tell you why. That was very good. She kept saying, "Do not drop me." You know. So all y'all listening. You said it came. You <laughs> said it came. But, you know, I, I wanted to use that as, as an illustration of, you know, she said, well, well, you know, I don't really trust you. You know, i got to see. we got to kick the tires and everything like that. But, you know, God is faithful and his promises are good, right? And he's for us. Amen? So I want to take a few, few minutes to look through a few things here. And we're going to kind of explore four avenues to help build our faith. If you got your sheet there, there's some stuff we can work on as well. He kind of broke it out in a couple of areas, and we're going to start with this. We're going to start with character, and I'm going to kind of bounce it back and forth. If we were going to, if we were going to be in a, a promise or a relationship, and let's think about what is a promise? It's really a agreement. It's a covenant. It's it's a deal with somebody. All right. I want to know a little bit about their character. So if I'm going to uh, have a have a a business deal or something with you, I kind of want to know what you're about, right? Well, how do we do that? Well, we can know about God through a personal relationship with His Son, Jesus. And what we need to do is come to the to saving knowledge of, of, of God is understand where we're at in the situation, that our sin separates us from an awesome and holy God. And there's nothing that we can do to get back in that right relationship outside of this. Trust in the promise of God. Of Jesus Christ, that He purged all our sin and exchanged it for His righteousness. They call it the Great Exchange. That's a good deal, isn't it? Yeah. You know, because He came and was was without sin, and He says, "You know what? I love you so much that Father God heaped the sin of the world on Him, so that payment would be full, paid in full, and then He gives us His righteousness." But how does that work? We do that by having faith in His promise that He will do that. You know, even if you think back of, of a very familiar Bible verse, John three sixteen. He said, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that who believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Now, when you look at some promises, I was thinking about this the other day, and I bounced some stuff off. Guys, there's kind of two types of promises. And one of my buddies said, yeah, the ones you keep and the one you break. Well, that's kind of the world, isn't it? I said, you know, I'm use that. Is that all right? That's it. But, you know, when you think about the promises of God, uh, I want to talk about that just a little bit so when we go into this, we can really um, see what we're talking about. Absolute declaration. That means it's unconditional on anything you do. It's not, it's, it's not going to change if you hold up your anger to bargain or not. He says, I'm going to send a Savior. Whether you believe it or I believe it or not, he's going to do it, and he did. All right? Now we go back to that passage we said that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. If I believe in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, then I get eternal life. You see what I'm saying? So that that type of problems is called a conditional statement, right? So it's based on me believing just want to throw that out here. All right, now we're going to get back into the, the, the different characters. Now, when we think about that, when we go into a, a business deal or an agreement or something with somebody, we want to know about their character, like we said. All right? What do we know about the character of God? God's good, right? See, a lot of people don't know. They think, well, maybe he will or maybe he won't. But see, they're looking to the world, and they're looking to what maybe somebody else experienced or said they experienced instead of having that relationship themselves with the Lord and letting the Word of God... Speak for itself. You always see us going, go to the word, go to the word. That's why we do the notes and we want to make sure that we have something that you can come back to because God's word never changes. It's always producing fruit, good fruit, right? So we want to know about the character of that person. Well, we said he's righteous, he's holy, he's just, right? So when we enter into agreement with somebody like that, how many know God's got a pretty good track record, amen? That's what I'm talking about. I thought y'all would go, yeah! Yeah, you know? So that, that's what we want to talk about that. Now, let's take another area that we might look at. Um, and, and again, we're kind of doing a, a simulation between um, relationships here on earth and then relationship with our Heavenly Father, right? Motivation. You know this is true, right? If you enter into a deal or, or somebody promises you something, you're going, yeah, what's in it for you, right? you think we have to be like that a little bit in the world because, unfortunately, we've got to look at the big picture, right? Well, the big picture about God is his son Jesus. And what's, what his, is, is his motivation is this. He's motivated by love. God is motivated by love. It's not that he gets some great deal at the end if we say we believe you. He gets us. But to him, that's an amazing deal because of the love that he has for us. So you think about that when, you, when you're when you dealing with the, with uh, somebody at work or something. You're like, they said they were going to do that. What's the deal on their motivation? See, this is kind of building momentum. First, we want to know a little bit about their character. And then we want to know about what's motivating them. You know, Jesus died on the cross, and we know the Bible says that he was nailed to the cross. And we know that's true. That's the word of God. But I can't help thinking, and the supernatural what held him on there was his love for me and you. Amen? That's his motivation, love. And bring this back into that relationship that was broken by sin, right? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Trustworthy. We want to know a little bit more about their character, Right? We're dealing with somebody and they tell us something. And how many know nowadays your word or some folks' word really doesn't seem to mean anything. You almost go in, when somebody says, I'll do this, you go, that's great. I'm going to get a backup plan. Is that true? I'm telling you, it, and it's, it's really it's really sad that that's the case. But when God says he's going to do something, just like when Tanya was working this kit, how do we respond? You know, many times we do the Okay, Jesus, I trust you. I'm falling. You saw the first one. Yeah, right. And then when she finally did she you know what? I trust you. She, she set everything aside and rested in the character and the motivation and the trustworthiness of that of God. So, you know, how are we um, displaying those characters into the world? Because, you know, if we're Christians, that means little price, Right? and the Spirit of God lives in us, and we should be producing fruit that looks like Jesus. Amen? So these are some areas that we might want to kind of look at ourselves. I always say I'm preaching to me first. And those are areas like, you know what? When somebody, have you ever dealt with this? This is not in the notes. Have you ever dealt with somebody, and uh, you might be in a room, and, and somebody says, oh, uh, I'll pick a name that nobody, I don't think nobody, uh, let's pick Buck. <laughs> All right? And they go, and you go, yeah. And they go, well, hey, Buck's here. And they go, you know, why is that? You know? Or they might say, hey, Tim's here. And everybody goes, yeah! I had to throw it in there. My number one clicker over there on the computer. Yeah, Tim, you're the man. So, but, but you know, have you noticed that? How the whole, man, the, the whole dynamics in the room go, ooh, ooh, you know? And so as, as Christians, I hope when somebody hears our name, it, they go, wow, yeah, you know? That's, that's a, a godly woman. That's a godly man, you know? And somewhere, usually somewhere, I hope they say that about me first, and then, that guy's crazy, <laughs> you know? I go, man, you know what? I was crazy for the world, now I'm crazy for the Lord. And, and that's a big difference. That's flipping the coin. Because when I start putting my faith and trust in Jesus and trusting just a little bit at a time to fall back, to fall back. And don't get me wrong, I don't have it all accomplished. He's got it all accomplished. But God's working right where I am, man. And that's the whole thing about coming here is, is a great thing. You know, when we look back, we're coming up on a year, man. This is so cool, you know. Once a month, we stepped out. That was this. Yes, Jesus. (laughs) Yes, we're doing that. And then we're like, okay, um, we'll do it every other week. So now we're kind of like, are you really going to catch me? And so now we're to the point where we go home. And, you know, that takes faith. But God is faithful, right? That's awesome stuff because we can trust him, and he's awesome. Let's take a look at one more thing here. Faithfulness. Man, faithfulness. You know, just like serving. You know, we do the setup and stuff, you know, and and folks volunteer. And that's what I I love, you know. Don't have to worry about it. We don't have to have a plan B because you guys are faithful. That's awesome, and we appreciate that. You know, and sometimes it's just a little little stuff out here. So if if one of the crew said they're gonna be here and they're not here, the first thing I'm gonna do is everything all right? Because I know they're faithful. I know their motive, I know their character. You know, I start going, this is kind of this grid that's going through my mind. I'm just being honest. I was like, well, wait a minute. You know, if we have band practice and we have a certain time and Miss Tanya's not there, I'm like, her car must not have started or something. Because she's not going to be late, you know. And 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 so all those things go into the, the big picture of people that we deal with every day in our family and stuff like that. And we've talked about this many times. Just like I said, one of the, the figures that I gave us in the percentage of, of, of uh, last, last time's message about the... Uh, the father who loves. You know, I think it was like uh, 49 or 43% of the children that go to bed tonight in the United States have no acting father. Man, so how many times, yeah, I'm going to come get you, I'm going to come pick you up and stuff. So when they enter into a relationship, they're kind of got their guard up because they've been wounded, you know? But what we want to do is get give a proper perspective from God's word of God, who is a great character, motivated by love, he's trustworthy, and he's faithful. You know, he's awesome. He's for us. And, you know, that's sometimes, that's one thing when we do our Bible study on Tuesday nights at the library that we get to kind of break down and really talk about different things. And and you'd be surprised how many times these things come up, these four things. And I wanted to work them in to uh, God's promises because a lot of times we don't know God's promises. We don't know. And because we don't spend time in his word, I always encourage us to read the word of God every day. Read it for yourself. You know, if you, if, uh, if you want some more encouragement stuff, make sure you get one of the devotion books over there. we got CDs. Grab one on the way out because we want to do everything we can to, to make you all you can be in the Lord Jesus Christ. But ultimately, it's the Holy Spirit working in us and bringing us along. Amen? Good deal. Well, I'm going to keep on rolling here. And y'all know I love David in the Bible, right? David was a music man. He was God's song and dance man. You know, I can relate to that. I can't dance, but I like to sing. But, uh, you know, and I think about that, and I said, well, how did David strengthen himself in the Lord? You know, he would reflect back on God's goodness. So, our text today is in uh, Psalm 103 verses 1 through 7. I'm going to read this, then we're going to come back and break it down a little bit, all right? I encourage you for homework this week, how about that, to look at that Psalm 103, and it's a little bit long now. I just picked out the seven verses to kind of work out there, and and I believe that it will encourage you and, and give you an accurate picture of God. Amen? Well, let's take a look at this. All right? It says, Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise His holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things He does for me. He forgives all my sins. He heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercy. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord gives me righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. He revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. That's a good place to say amen right there. And, it, and, and there's even more to dig in there. But for today's lesson, I just want to hit a few things there. So we're going to go back and put a, put a little meat on the bones, right? Look at this. When he says, he says... This is David, man. He was a warrior. He was a king. He was passed over by his family. As we know, we we did that a couple of months ago talking about David. But God saw something that nobody else saw. He saw his heart. And you can see how he's connecting with God through his relationship. You know, that's all I'm talking about. We're not religion. We're relationship. Because you know what? We want to have that relationship grow. So what do we got? We got to spend time, right? You got married, you didn't say, I love you, I'll see you in 25 years. You spend time each day with that person and talking and knowing their favorite color and all these different things and and what they like and what they love. So it's a time thing, right? He says, let all that I am praise the Lord. He emptied himself out and he pointed his heart towards God. How often do we do that? Sometimes we really give God what's left over. You know, I talk to Thomas and his sweetheart all the time. I say, y'all praying together? Y'all praying? Y'all reading any word? Don't want to say that all the time. Baby. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Mr. Buddy, you reading the word? Uh-huh. Because I want them to be strong. I want them to encourage them. You know? And I don't care where you, where you do it in your day, but I know for me, it's a good thing to do it first. Because when you're stepping out into that world, man, you need to have your armor on. So look at he, he says, hey man, I'm praising you with everything. My whole heart, I will praise his holy name. He's got a reverence for God, and he's pointing his heart to the things of God, amen? That's, that's a great place to start, just turning our hearts to God. Let all that I am praise the Lord. We need to empty ourselves and fill ourselves up with the word of God, amen? May I never forget the good things he does for me. Let me tell you guys, if, you, if you've ever been going through a storm or something like that, um, it's good to have a, a little past experience with God, amen? Isn't it? Knowing that he's faithful, knowing that his promises are true. And that's one thing I wanted to encourage you with. See, that's why it's so good that we can get to do a testimony time, share something about God's been doing in your life. I mean, for example, this right here, this, man, I probably start crying, man, I tell you, every time, when I think about the privilege that we have to do what we do here, that God spoke into my life 10 years ago. Ten years ago, and I'm writing stuff down, and me and Denise are praying, and we're seeing things coming. I'm thinking, in my mind, it doesn't look like this. And and for so many years, the last 13 years, well, about two years ago, I said, well, you know what, I'm going to stop trying to figure it out. Let me tell you what, things really sped up when I got out of the way. I'll just tell you that. But you know, you start trying to figure it out. Well, oh, oh, God said this spoke to my heart, so I must need to do this. Well, maybe I need to do this because I want to be obedient to what's going on. But sometimes I just need to be still and listen. That's something I'm working on because I'm a little hyper sometimes to get y'all know, I get excited, man. I get excited when I know that God rescued me from hell for eternity and that I'm set right and made right in the family because of what Jesus did. Man, I got to turn the volume up on that, you know? And I tell anybody, and in case y'all won't hear a lesson, these are the Jesus shoes that I had. Y'all remember that story? Y'all have to, y'all have to listen to a line. what that is. It don't matter if I'm getting shoes, if I'm getting a hamburger, if I'm getting yelled at, whatever. You know, I just say, <laughs> there you go. Everybody at McDonald's go, oh, you're going to mobile preacher." Here they come. Here they come, man. You know, it's, it's funny. But, you know, I'm not beating anybody up. I just want to pull the positive out. See, I, know, see, I don't know about you guys, but before I came into a relationship with, with Jesus Christ, I knew I had sin in my life. Didn't need no spotlight. Didn't need anybody to remind me. You know, every now and then. But I think what we need to be reminded sometimes, we try to look at sin this way, side to side. We need to look at it this way, pointing to him, right? And then we realize, wow, I need some help. And then the good news. Helps already here Jesus. Man, isn't that good stuff? That ain't even in the notes. I'm rolling now. I'm loving this. So we reflect on the good things of God Why? Because it builds our strength David would strengthen himself in the Lord He would think about, man, you got me through this You got me through this, you got me through this I'm telling you, if you're here now And you're going through a season in your life I don't know what it is, God knows what it is Reflect back on the goodness I want you to take these promises of God And look at the character of God And the motivation of God His love, His faithfulness And also that we talked about um, What was the other piece on the bottom on the right? Trustworthiness. Trustworthiness Man, see, I needed pictures But man, I tell you, all those things and much more, he's got for us. He's got for us. He said he forgives all my sin. Man, if we just stop right there, that'll preach by itself. Forgives all my sin. If you're looking at, on the homework that I'm giving you guys, right? And everybody says, yeah, we're going to do it because you're going to be blessed by it because the word of God will not come back forward. It's going to multiply your faith. He forgives all my sins. So people say, you know, I talk a lot, we talk about losing our salvation and things like that. And we say, no, we do not believe that. We show you from God's word that no one can pluck you from the Father's hand. We know that he tells us in Romans 8 uh, 38, nothing can separate us from the, the love of God. It's by grace through faith you're saved, not that of yourself. It is a gift to God. Gotta throw that in there, man. Because a lot of times, people struggle with that. I struggle with that. And then I said, Lord, I trust you. And I fell into those resting arms. And it, and, but when we do blow it, turn from it, get back in the game, man. There's a lot There's a lot of game left. And we need each and every one, Right? He was going to say, he heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercy. Now, last week when we got together, we talked a little bit about the uh, son returning back. Some of you all were here, remember that. Man, I love that story. What did he do when he came back? The son turned around. He was a wayward son. He spent all the money. He was coming back out of Luke chapter 15. And when the father saw him, he took off running, grabbed him. I love this part of the story. He restored him. All right, tender mercy. He said, hey, get the robe, get the ring. Barbecue, right? <laughs> so they had a party, right? They did. We'll work that in, too. I need to eat before I preach, don't I? You know? Then he's gone. Yes. You know? But you know what he does? He crowns him with that, and, and, he, and he restores him fully. And I, I know I'm going back a little bit on, on last week's sermon, man, but it was just so powerful when I started looking at it, and I believe it applies today to the promises of God. He doesn't just bring you halfway back in the house, man. You know? That's, you know something my dad told me a long time ago? He says, you always got a place here. And my mom said, amen. So I knew it was good then because mom said, I'm just teasing it. Mm-hmm. It's funny. But uh, you know what? That's one thing. that You always got a place to go. Man, that, that's powerful. You know, with God, you always got a place to go. Unfortunately, we go to his door last. We go to the club. We go here. We go to the bank. We go all these other places when we ought to just be going to his door. And Jesus is the doorway into that relationship. Amen? He fills my life with good things. Man, I'm going to tell you, if you ever get down, look at the blessings that God's already supplied in your life. Man, wife, family, uh, health, church family that loves you, praying for you every day. And I know sometimes, you know, we're in relationships and and marriages and and boyfriend girlfriend. Sometimes that's disjointed. You know what? Then look at the other things. I'm breathing today. I'm doing good today. I'm feeling strong today. Reflect back on that, man. Pull from that strength of what God's doing, man. And I tell you what, you don't have to look too far if you look on the news. You know, we need to be praying for Japan and a whole lot of other places around this world. Let me tell you, in an instant, things change for generations. It will be generations coming around uh, that, that are impacted from that, including mine and your life. Love this here. My youth is renewed like the eagles. If you feel a little down, fill up on some Jesus, man. Start your day with Him. Spend your day with Him and end your day with Him. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. I was thinking about that. You know, sometimes we we just want justice. We want justice. But when your hand's in the cookie jar, man, you want forgiveness. You want forgiveness. You want forgiveness. Well, you know what? There's a day you might feel like, man, this guy's always getting over on me. This person's always getting over on me, you know? And you just keep trucking, you keep trucking, you keep trucking, you're thinking, man, I can't wait till they get theirs and all that. Well, you know what? The Bible says there's a there's a point that a man wants to have into judgment. All the scores is gonna be settled up. But if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, your score is already settled. You see what I'm saying? He says, Come on in. You know what? So we want to make sure that our motivation when we serve is out of love, right? We don't do it just so man, you know what? I'm the first one there every week. I'm doing this or whatever the case, you know? It's like, man, I get to do this. I get to do this. I'm coming in with the right motivation, right? So that's good stuff. But there's a day that we're going to have to give an account. But i want to tell you right now, what I'm going to say is this. Jesus, because we know that the Bible says that our works are like filthy rags. You talk to people a lot and you say, well, what are you counting on to get to heaven? 98% of the people I talk to, well, I'm a pretty good guy. Pretty good guy compared to what? To me, her, him? God's perfect. We don't stack up. But the good news is we stack up big, perfect in Jesus. And have you ever thought about that? If you're a believer in Christ and you put your faith and trust in Jesus, and and I have this question sometimes. Are you a saint? People say, oh, I'm a saint. Well, guess what God's word says? You are a saint. Because when he looks, when God looks at you, he looks at through the blood of Christ that was shed for me and you, all your sins are gone. You are in right relationship, restored back in with God. Now, that's some good news, gang. That's some good news. I'm here to lift you up with some good news. But you don't know. You don't read the rest of the story. He says, I separate your sin as far as the east is from the west. Man, that's good. Because when I blow it, and I go, oh, my gosh. He'll never use me again. And everything else. And I go back to the, to the word. And I going, Lord, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't believe this. And I, and I mean it. I'm just saying, you know, oh, I just chose bad today. He brings me back to his word. He says, you're forgiven. That's not a get out of hell free card, guys. Don't trample the blood of Christ. But the, the truth of the matter is sometimes we make some bad decisions. Turn from it, get back in the game, and receive that grace, man, because he's here to restore you. He bought it all, man. He bought it all. All right? Here we go. He revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. We're going to take a look at that, the character again. Right. right? Let's take a look. Everybody doing all right? Yep. Good. That's my boy, Jess. You tell him. <laughs> mm. Hey, here's something I was clinging to in one of the, the, the roughest times of my life. And this is a good scripture for, for you guys to hold on to. Colossians nine. I love this. It said, For in Christ, all the fullness of God lives in, the, in bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. You have been brought to fullness through him. He is the head over every power and authority. I didn't want to leave that out because I'm going to tell you what. Sometimes... We don't feel like that. Well, you know, we're not in this thing for emotions. We're in this for the truth, right? And the truth is that he has washed you clean when you came to him. That's good news. Good news. So we're talking about some promises here. i want to go back to this. I'm going to take a look. Well, I'm still clicking too. There you go. Got a little click happy. I want to give us some examples out of the Bible, okay? How God worked his promises to everybody. Right? So we look at this. Adam and Eve in Genesis 2, 16 to 17. God gave them a clear warning that if they disobey him, they will die. What did they do? It resulted in their disobedience. We know what happened, right? Fall of man. Don't eat of the fruit, right? So i want to read this. And he says, um, in 16, it says, But the Lord God warned him, You may freely eat of the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the tree of, of knowledge of good and evil. If you, eat, if you eat its fruits, you are sure to die. What happened? See, a lot of times when we're thinking of promises, we think, what's in it for me? What am I going to get? Well, it's a promise. You're going to get some bad news if you do this. If you step over here, not good. So so don't always think it's just, you know, um, the promise is is, is for a gain, even though it is a gain. I want to understand that a promise many times is a warning for protection. Amen. So let's take a look. What happened when they did that separation I used to walk with him in the cool of the day through the garden. He says, Hey, you got to go now. Shame, pride. What does he do? He comes here, he says, Adam, where are you? Uh, <laughs> uh like God didn't know where he was at, right? <laughs> Did you eat of the, the, the tree I told you not to? What does he say? That woman you gave me (laughs) did, right? The blame game started in the garden, man. There's no change. It's like, (laughs) she did. It's on you. You gave her to me. She was deceived, but you disobeyed. Not good. Not good. Suffering. We see that even today when we look out suffering. We are in a sin-fallen world. This is, this is sin in this world still. But God sent His love through His Son, Jesus Christ, to rescue us out of that. Man, I always like going back to that. We're rescued. We're pulled out of that. Spiritual death. Man, they were separated from God at that point. Can you imagine that? Man, I tell you, as, as a pastor, uh, sometimes i got to do funerals. And, and that's nothing you look forward to. And if you do a funeral and you ask them, the family... Do they know Jesus? And they go, I don't know. Well, we know as believers, if they don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that upon that judgment, that they will be in hell for eternity. That's not a fun thing to think about. That's why I do what we do. That's why we do what we do. That's why I keep going over and over and telling people at had to drive through, man, at had to guard shack at work. You know, when you're giving somebody a tip, hey, man, let me give you a tip. Oh, man, hey, what's going on here? You know, and they go, oh, thank you very much. Man, did you know Jesus loved you? They go, what? I say, you still keep the money. I'm just telling you. I got your attention now. That's the door opener. They go, Rap Yeah. Yeah. And something else is kind of funny sometimes, you know, <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, especially at my work, right? A lot of people, some, most of the people know me. I've been out there like 26 years. And a lot of people knew me before Jesus, and they know me after Jesus. And it's funny they go, what's going on? Hey, man, what's up? And you can always tell the new guy. And my buddies are coming over, and they go, hey, bud, what's up? And they're going, hey, what's up? And he goes, man, blankety, blank, do do do, 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 do. And he goes, hey, man, what do, you, what do you do? They say, yeah, this is my pastor. And he goes, oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> All right, flip the switch. Oh, yeah. But you know what? We need to have reverence for God, right? And those that God has called. And God has called each and every one of us, so we should be different. And you know, a lot of times, they, you know, people say, "What do you do when they do all that?" I just go, "Hey, man, um, I'm not going to sit around that. So I'll move over this way, go over here. I don't run from it. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to condone it. You know. And but I'm going to. But check this out. Listen to the news. Like, I'm going to love them right where they're at because that was me. That was me. And if somebody goes, "Oh, excuse me, I can't hang out with you." that didn't do me any good. Somebody come up and said, hey man, you know, there's got to be like 5,000 other words you could have used instead of that. And I go, what is he talking about? And then later on, I I see how they're leading their life and they're doing things. I go, yeah, there's got to be a couple other words I could use instead of that. You know? So I just want to throw that out there. That spiritual death, man, it it just just rots us from the inside out. But thank God that we are washed clean in Jesus. Amen? Labor. Labor. He says, man, you know what? You're going to have to scratch out a living. That's what happened from the fall. And you know what? We still do. But you know what? It's not a bad thing working for the Lord, is it? Amen. I'll give you another example coming up here. Abraham, right? Genesis 12, 1 through 3. Why do you use so many Bible verses? Because I want you to get the deal. I want you to say, "Hey, well, what was he talking about?" And when you write your notes down, you can go back, and God's going to illuminate that even more, so that you can pull it all together. Right, right. God promised Abraham that He would be blessed; uh, He would bless him and make make him a great nation. How many know the story of Abraham? He blew it, didn't he? he was an older guy. Uh, the Lord says, "Hey, I'm going to you're going to you have many, many kids, right?" And he waited and he waited, and so his wife said, "Well, we'll fix that. You need to go hang out with uh, my servant girl." Okay. Guys are like, oh, okay, you know? And what happened? She ended up having a baby. There's still problems from that trickle down all through here. Did that stop God from blessing him? I want you to listen real close. No, he still had a son, right? God still worked his plan. Was there scar tissue? Would I say, was there still some, some problems from that? Absolutely. But that was one of those absolute things that God said he was going to do. He said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this, Right? He did. God's faithful to his word. Amen? Here we go. Another guy in the Bible. Joshua. God promised him to be faithful to Joshua, just as he was to Moses, right? The battle of Jericho. Y'all remember that? God sends him out to Jericho. He says, I want you to walk around this thing seven times. Don't say nothing. On the sixth one, walk around six times. Don't say a word. On the seventh one, man, I want you to shout. I want you to blow the trumpets. What happened? Victory. Victory. Now, you know, in some of the promises of God, it doesn't always fit our mold. See, this, this didn't fit our mold. See, I thought, well, okay, I'm not going to get the hot dog stand. Uh, okay, I'm going to play guitar for Jesus. Okay, I'll do a little preaching every now and then because I don't know about all that. And God said, no, i got something for you. But I, could, I didn't take all that in at the time. And I know He's got even greater things for us now, especially as a body that we're growing and we're able to encourage each other. But God continues to, to, to do that. I want to look at this and take a little time on this piece. It says, pattern your spiritual life after someone who's following Jesus. Let me just make sure real clear. First and foremost, we have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ ourself. My faith, her faith, his faith is not going to get you to heaven. It can encourage you. And that's what what we're saying there. See, he was hanging out with Moses, Joshua was. And he was patterning his life. after. He saw the relationship that he had with God. He says, that's what I want. And then he had his own relationship with him. See, I pray that as we're together, that we get to read the Word of God and share the Word of God and teach the Word of God, that you're encouraged and motivated by love. Say, I want, I want more Jesus. I want more Jesus for me. That's the whole, whole point. And because Joshua was obedient to God, he went from victory to victory. He had learned from Moses to obey God and leave the results to him. You know, if you, if, if you want to... How many know if you want to do something? Uh, I don't know. If you're a baseball player... Uh, you, you watch the guy that's hitting all the home runs. What can I learn from him? You're not going to be him or her or whatever it is. Um, but you've got to look and see what's going on. If you, if you want to be in business, you're like, well, let's take a look here and see what's going on. But I'm going to tell you, when you view something, a lot of times we put crazy expectations on people. We really do. We think We got them way up here. And the only one that's way up here is God. So I want to say, look to the Lord first. And then... Have people come alongside and come along people that are believing and trusting in this word right here because that's what we need right there. Does that mean you never go anywhere? Oh, I can't go over here because they don't believe. No, you know what? He sends us to go into these places and be the light into the darkness. But I want to encourage you, surround yourself with some godly friends because the time's going to come. You're going to need some counsel. And I'm thankful for the folks I get to call and that are praying for us every day because sometimes I go, remind me. Remind me because I'm not seeing this right now. And they go, okay, man, come on. And, and we pray and we look at that and we go back to the truth of God's word and we're set back and we start walking from victory to victory. Amen, I'm gonna pick it up here. How does God demonstrate his love? Jesus demonstrates that the promises of God by this. He sent the Messiah. Jesus is the Messiah, the anointed one, the one that's coming in, right, to save us. Jesus died on the cross. He said he's going to send them, right? If you look, you want something else to write down? You know, look at Isaiah 53. Good stuff. Jesus rose from the dead. That's where our promise is all wrapped in. Man, We're going to have a good time when we get together uh, in Easter in a little bit. Clicking right on through. The Holy Spirit came. See, we're not going it alone. What did Jesus say? He said, okay, you talked to the gods when he rose from the dead. He says, I want you to hang tight. I'm going to send another one just like me. Right? And they're going, what are you talking about? But see, we have the privilege of looking... Back at the word now, you know, from this way. They were looking this way, going, Man, I don't understand that. But you know, we have the Bible that shows us step by step. And the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, when we confess with the mouth, believe in our heart that, that He is the Son of God, and He took our place, and He is our sin substitute, and He rose from the dead, that's what happens. The Spirit of the Lord comes in our life and says, You know what? You're sealed. Got you, man. Got you. And God will teach us through His Word, and the Holy Spirit will illuminate the scriptures to us. Amen? Our sins are forgiven through Jesus. Man, you ought to feel good about that right there. I know I do. We have a home in in heaven. I think about another place we can look at for encouragement, John 14. Um, He says, hey, I'm going away. I'm making a place for you. you got a mansion, man. That's amazing because he loves us that much. We are in his family, totally restored. We talked about this earlier. Nothing can separate us from his love. So how does this apply to our lives? Romans 10, 9 talks about that he saves us if we believe by faith. We talked about this scripture a little earlier. Never is going to leave us once we're saved. Don't ever think that God's going to leave you. I talked about a couple of weeks ago when I was in the store and I got lost. And and the world was telling me, man, they left you. My family never left me. God will never leave you. God will never leave you. I want you to hear that. Mm. He's going to return for us and gather us in the air. He says, not only that, I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to come back and bring you into my home. Right? But there's still work for us to do. We need to tell everybody we can. That's what we need to do. And you know what? You say, well, I'm not a preacher, buddy. That's okay. You know what? You might just uh, You might just be showing them about the way you live. You might be praying for somebody. You might be encouraging somebody. God will use you if you will trust him and fall back into his grace. And to take us to live in His home, we just covered that in heaven. He's preparing a place for each one of us. We will reign with Him. That's the deal, guys. So I'm going to tell you what. As Miss Tanya comes and plays, I hope uh, that you know that we had a chance to kind of reflect on God's goodness. We talked about the promises of God. God is faithful and just to His promises. God's got promises for you. The greatest promise that you could ever grab hold of to start walking. Is the promise that Jesus died for your sin. That Jesus says, you know what? I'll take you right where you are, and I'm going to love you, and I'm going to forgive you. And what that does is brings us into the right relationship with our Father God, and we have the rest of these promises. And you know what? There's a lot of promises that we won't see come to the fullness until we get there, but I want to tell you what. There are a ton of promises that we have right now to walk in So I'm just going to ask you to pray a little bit today and just close your eyes and just open your hearts. And if there's somebody here today, Lord, that's never trusted you in the promise of salvation, Lord, I pray if that's them today, that they open their heart and they say, Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, write my name in in your Lamb's Book of Life. Lord, I'm trusting you. I pray that you fall back into the loving arms of our Savior, Jesus Christ. If that's you today, just look up here. I want to pray for you. You're not going to come where you're at. I'm just going to tell you, hey, I'm thankful that you're stepping out in faith. Amen. Now, if you're here today, we always like to go a step further. You know what? Maybe we walk away from God. God says, come on. Come on back. And fall back into my grace. And fall back into my mercy. If that's you today, I'm praying especially for you and me. Lord, thank you that you you bring us back home. Thank you, Lord, that we never are lost once we're saved. Thank you, Lord, that that your sacrifice is greater than my sin. And though there are many, you have purged us and washed us in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. So I just want you to just kind of reflect. The last part of this is this. I want you to reflect about some good things in the promises of God. While Ms. Tanya sings a little bit, I want you to just renew your heart and let God just fill you with his presence
1: here. Your love, oh Lord, reaches to the heavens. Your faithfulness stretches to the skin.
0: I just want to tell you that each one of you guys have prayed over every day as, as a whole. You know? And, and I don't know about you. That does something for me when I know people are praying for me. And, and you know, I, I pray that you feel that this is a safe place for you. And uh, man, I just want to tell you we love you in the Lord. And, and we're working this thing out and we're stepping out and we're committed to what's going on here. And uh, we're gonna grow and we're gonna do God's work because God is faithful and he's promised us that you know what? You follow, I will bless. And we want to be a blessing to others. And that's what the whole deal is about. Because you know what? We're secure in Christ if we made that, that decision and he comes into our life. But there's a lot of other people that have not made that and come to that decision. And you know what? That's why we make disciples so that we can go out. God gives us that privilege to share his good news. Is that a good word? Amen. Look at somebody and say praise the Lord. Give them a clap. Now, guess what? We got a little surprise for you. Come on up here, young couple. Young Turn around for just a minute. Let me, let me embarrass you a little bit. Mike is a very, very good friend of mine. Mike Jagger and his beautiful wife, Bonnie. And uh, this guy, we, we have walked some road together. God's good. And, uh, man, Mike was my first guitar student. <laughs> And a worship leader and all that stuff. I'm like, wow. And I was like, man, I can't teach you nothing. (laughs) But you know what? We started out and we'd center everything on prayer. And he's taught me a lot. And we've been able to share a lot of cool things. And it does my heart great, great joy to see him uh, praising the Lord. And Bonnie, too, come alongside. I got to marry these guys a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, man, that mm-hmm. was so cool. I was more nervous than they were. I, I knocked the table over. I was like, can we edit that out? I went to get the rings on, knocked everything over. And, like, and they just kept loving me. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't usually get nervous. I was nervous that day. But you know you know what I thought it just went through my mind? He didn't even remember this. When Bonnie walked in, he was standing there like this. He was like, she's beautiful. I said, yes, she is. Amen. And it hasn't changed any. Hey, I was so good. You owe me for that one. But that was a, it was a, it was texture. It right? was. And, and he was just like, she's beautiful. And that's so good. So while they saddle up here and gonna, gonna play us a song or two, um, I hope you guys are blessed by this. I know you guys will be blessed by this because I'd heard of a little bit earlier today. So I'm gonna give them some elbow room and you guys sit back and be ready to be blessed. But today I tell you what, I hope everybody got a chance to reflect on. You got room here, dear? I want them to see your, your pretty face while you smile smiling and saying. Mike, I'll put this in front of you. Mike? No. <laughs> you're pretty I'll too this Mike. Right in the front. Mike, you're beautiful. Hey, see we keep it real, don't we? <laughs> we just keep it real. All right. When you guys are ready, it's all you. Thank you again, guys. You guys be blessed.
1: Hold on. We have to have the, we have to have the sissy bar capo. Hold on a second. Amen. Right. <laughs> hey God is so good. Mm-hmm mm